Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! This is Barry Kennedy, daughter of Delk Kennedy, otherwise known as Dude Number Three. I want everyone in Middle Tennessee to know that today is my dad's birthday. In addition to being an awesome dude, he's an amazing dad. Call the station, walk to the station, post it on Facebook, get him the message. Happy birthday, Dad, Delk, or Dude Number Three. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Welcome in, three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Delton Kennedy, and thank you to my daughter so much for that happy birthday. I love you, Barry. Uh, again, dude number two, Clayton Harris, how are you? I'm doing well, Delk. Happy birthday. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Delk. Happy, happy birthday. You born in a great month, man. <laughs> yeah, Mr. York, it's only, what, three days, four days until... Uh, August twenty second, and that's your birthday. So yeah, that's my birthday too. There we go. So, so you great people are born in great months. All right, most of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, and regular special guest dude. Usually on Tuesday, but today on Thursday, Ron Hart, favorite son of Columbia. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right, I've got a couple of very special guests that I think will be of interest to. Um, all of our listeners first of all uh our uh murray county director of elections brandy cothran how are you doing good morning Del. happy birthday and state senator heidi campbell who is now the democratic nominee for the fifth congressional district seat she'll be facing andy ogles the republican nominee in november uh senator campbell congratulations and welcome Thank you so much. Good to be with you, and happy birthday. Thank you so much. All right, we've had a late arrival. We're going to have a party today. Uh, <laughs> good morning. Sorry I'm running late. Hey, Debbie Matthews. Hey, so good. I'm so excited about today's show. Sorry to be late. Oh, that's all right. I got a phone call I had to take. So, All right. I, I'm going to start with Brandy Cothran, uh, Senator Campbell, because I think what she has to say will be of interest to you. Um, in the November election, as you'll be running in Murray County. Um, well, I'm trying to get something adjusted over here. Getting a little echo, Del. Yeah, yeah, I think Debbie's working on it. Yeah, got it. All right, Brandy, let's see. Uh, we've just wrapped up some general elections and also some primaries uh, here on in Middle Tennessee in Murray County. Um, turnout was low, was it not? It was a little low. Um, we had a 24% turnout, which is about 10 to 12% lower than it was four years ago. So it was a little low. And that's with 20,000 more people in the county. Correct. See, that's yeah. what concerns me. It's just 20,000 more than, than the previous election, more people, but 3,000 less than 
the previous election turnout. I looked at the numbers myself just to look at them, but we had like 16,018, I think, to vote mm-hmm. out of a 60, 000, about 60,000 are registered in the county. So only 16,000 showed up to vote. 13,000 plus were Republicans. And then the rest were like 2,500 were Democratic polls. Uh, about 29, yeah, okay. for Democratic. So we mm-hmm. Approximately 13,000 people voting in the Republican primary and 2,900 in the Democratic primary. Right. Is that right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Those wow. the numbers. That's even more skewed than it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, Randy, what do you see? Why do you think that's happening? Uh, was it just people not interested in primaries and, and general elections locally? Are they too busy? Uh, we didn't have enough locations, enough machines, or what's going on? Well, I think that, you know, overall with politics, people are just getting a little bit complacent and they just don't get out and vote, unfortunately. Um, I, I don't think that it was a lack of interest. We had some good contested, you know, races on the ballot. And it definitely was not for lack of locations or machines or anything like that. The unfortunate situation with this election was we had a very long ballot which created some lines. Um, so we did have some issues with that on Election Day, but we did address that, you know, as necessary and took machines out and tried to, you know, take care of the voters the best we could. So, yeah, And, Brandy, it, it, I mean, I voted in early voting. I can't remember which day, but, I mean, I just walked in and voted and walked out. Right. And, oh, absolutely. You know, I, I really suggest that everybody gets out and votes early. We never typically have a, a, a really long line. We had one on the very last day. You know, people wait to the very last minute. You can expect a line, whether it's on, you know, during early voting or on Election day. Um, but if you come in and vote during that two-week period of early voting, we're going to get you in and out of there pretty quick. Yeah, and but that was my impression, though, that, yeah. and, and tell me if I'm wrong, that uh, an unusually high number of people waited till Election Day at the last hour, the last minute, and then headed down to the polls. And those are the ones you had to wait. Right. And and typically during a normal you know election with a normal-sized ballot, it that's not really an issue. But with the size of this ballot this last election, that created some problems. And now, coming up in November, though, the ballot's going to be quite short, right? Right. So you won't have that issue in November yeah, at it's all. It's going to be a very short ballot. Very short ballot, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uh, I, as, as someone that's been on uh, different ballots, you know, there was nothing that was out of norm for there to have been a redistricting, which happened, mm-hmm. and some locations changed because people re- were redistricted. So that was normal. Right. That happens whenever we redistrict. Right. right. You had a few people who showed up who had been... Uh, their district had been changed. They right. showed up in the wrong place. Right. And yeah, and that's to be expected. You know, yeah. you, there's some confusion always after redistricting with, you know, when we had new precincts mm-hmm. and um, precincts that we had to get rid of that, you know, were no longer precincts. Right. So we expected a little confusion on that, but it wasn't too right. out of the norm. Well, well, because on Election Day, you have to go to your precinct to vote. Correct. You do. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Republicans notoriously vote on Election Day. Especially when they get off of work. They get off work and they go vote. And so that afternoon of Election Day, to me, is something you should always pad because Mm -hmm. get ready because that's when the wave's going to come because Republicans don't like voting early. And it did. We noticed across the county that that's definitely when the lines picked up was when everybody got off work. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Randy, do you have a list of precincts that changed or no longer exist? Uh, yeah, so we got rid of, let's see, Highland is no longer a precinct. Um, the CP Church is no longer a precinct. Uh, we added the Spring Hill Library. We added Battle Creek Middle uh, Battle Creek Elementary School, excuse me. Um, we also added Wright Elementary School, and Porter's Chapel was added down in the 10th District. 
There okay. you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anybody so. else got any questions? How do you guys decide, like, for example, I live down towards Kalioka, but before uh, this year, I was to go to Pleasant Heights to vote. And now it's changed to the fire hall in Kalioka. Mm-hmm. I have a buddy who lives behind West Ham Baptist Church, but and that's where he always voted. But now he has to go to Riverside. How does that get decided? So it's done by population during the redistricting. So mm-hmm. depending on you know the population in those areas, those lines get redrawn, and that's that's voted on and decided by the state and by your county commission. Okay. So those lines are drawn. You know, like I said, by population, you can only have so many people in a precinct. So as the population changes, those lines have to shift a little bit and depending on where you live you can live on one of those dividing lines unfortunately and you could actually some of people i know they can see a precinct but they have to go somewhere <laughs> yeah. else because they're right there on one of those dividing lines so well, hey i'm not complaining yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be back at the fire hall yeah mine went from west end which is really close to me that i now go to college hill mm-hmm. so oh, okay so I have a big difference, you know, it's a, yeah. quite a few miles of a difference. But so this was your very first election yes. as the Grand Poobah of the Murray County Repo- yes, <laughs> Election <it was>. Commission. <laughs> so how did it feel to you running the show? Um, it your was, first, this was not a normal election either. You no. had a big grand election for your first one out. Right. Randy. We had, cause we had to finish redistricting when I took over. So we finished that. And then, you know, with the length of the ballot and everything else with this election, I mean, the August election is always a big one for us anyway, but to be right after redistricting and the challenges that that presents, you know, it was, it was challenging. Um, it was stressful, but we got through it. Um, my staff was amazing. You know, my poll workers did a great job too, as always. So, I think overall, you know, we had a few issues, nothing major, but, you know, with the lines and things like that. But like I said, we addressed all those, and I think overall it went pretty well. Well, I think you did a great job, well, especially you. for your first time out. Thank We're you proud very of much. you. Let right. me, I want to ask this. Okay. You have some poll needs for the November election, right? Do you need poll We are people? always looking for poll workers. Okay, so tell people how to do that. So you can either just come by our office or just give us a call. We'll get you on the list. Um, okay. You know, you're, you can vote, you can work at your own uh, site precinct right. or if you're willing we can let you you know work at any of the precincts that you know so do they have, have the to need. be trained do they get paid how does that work yes so you'll go through a little bit of training typically takes about an hour or so um you know closer to election time and you get paid for that and then you also get paid for election day so it's it's nothing you know it's gonna make you rich but it's right. it's a good thing you're helping your community and you get a little a little check what well, well i know so. that we were trying to scramble and find you some poll workers there mm-hmm. at the very end yeah so i'm glad that we're able to announce that and we can keep announcing that right Delk if you're oh, interested yes, in being mm-hmm. a poll worker oh yeah just get in touch Brandy. with us at the office and we'll get you on the list for sure beautiful there we go mm-hmm. state senator Heidi Campbell of Tennessee Democratic nominee for United States Congress 5th District of Tennessee uh, Heidi we've had you on before it was delightful uh, but just for folks who don't know you uh, Tell us who you are, you know, where you grow up, your family, your journey in life that led you to being a state senator and now candidate for U.S. Congress. Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so I uh, I grew up a few miles up the road from you in, in uh, southern Nashville um, in a town called Oak Hill. And um, so I'm raising my family here. Um, I was the mayor of Oak Hill for about six years and then um, ran for Senate and um, have been the senator for District 20, which is this big C that um, surrounds um, the western side of Nashville. And um, 
the Davidson County portion of this congressional district is in my district. So I'm a purple person. I um, represent um, a lot of moderates and um, have some Republicans who support me. So I uh, I kind of live in that space. I, I kind of feel like both parties have issues. Um, but you have to pick a party to run. So um, anyway, I uh, I jumped into this race because I'm really concerned about the future um, of our state for for my children and your children. And um, I'm glad to be here with you today. There we go. We we are glad to have you. And um, we want to talk more with you. I think now probably is a good time, though, to take uh, a commercial break. And then we'll have some time to really dive into your vision as uh what you would like to accomplish as a U.S. congressperson from Middle Tennessee. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch a bandit run. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I do number three, Delta Kennedy. It's our last day of the week. Tomorrow morning, this time, this channel, Inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross. And we will be back with you on Monday. Um, again, I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And we are having a party this morning. Uh, regular special guest dude, usually on Tuesday. Favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart, with his puppy dog there. How you doing, Ron? Good morning. Good morning. Lily says hello. All right. Hey, Lily. Lily. Good morning. And, and then our regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning, everyone. Oh, and hello, Lily. There we go. All right. We have uh, Director of the Election Office for Murray County, uh, Brandy Cothran, with us. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning. And our very special guest, uh, State Senator Heidi Campbell, now the Democratic nominee for U.S. Congress, 5th District of Tennessee, who she will be facing uh, Andy Ogles in November in a very, Brandy, uh, short ballot election where it will be easy to go in. You, know, you only got two or three votes. You got to cast you in, you're out, right? Right. Let's hope it's a lot shorter than the one that was uh, in August. Wasn't that like 26 pages or something? Well, it was It was eight pages, but you had 26 judicial retention questions. That's right. So that's kind of what slowed things down a little bit. There you bit. go. Yeah. Senator Campbell, how you doing? Doing great. Um, I just I want to point out there are four constitutional amendments on that ballot, too. Uh, this Tennessee uh, State Constitution? Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, I have heard nothing about that. I, yeah, I think uh, I think that uh, people need to get the word out about those. Those are very important. Um, you know, the first one's about uh, right to work. Um, and just so people know out there, um, you know, the way that that is handled is um, all of the votes that are for the governor. So you have to vote for the governor to, to have your vote count for your votes on the constitutional amendments. If you don't vote, vote for the governor, your vote doesn't count. Um, and then um, and then those those votes are all added together and it's divided by two. Um and in the number of yes votes have to exceed the number of no votes in in that you know equation the first um one is the right to work 
um, putting the right to work. We are a right to work state, as you know, and this is about um, actually um, putting that in our constitution. Um, the second one is kind of a no-brainer. It's about um, the the abilities of the governor to make sure that there's, if the governor has some sort of disability, that there's um, a, a option for, you know, replacing him for that or her. The 25th for that Amendment period. type of thing. Yep. Um, and then the we third one. The national level. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yep. The third one is about removing slavery from our Constitution. Oddly enough, it's still in Wait there. Wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and in some places in our constitution, I've been paying people this for so long. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, and then um, I think the fourth one is about allowing um, people of the clergy to run for office. Okay. There we go. Thank you, Senator Campbell. And of course, I guess you're well familiar with these things, as, as they had to come through the legislature before they got on the ballot. Yeah. There you know, go. Heidi, I didn't realize. I mean, I lived in Nashville for a long time, and I lived near Oak Hill on Leland Lane, but I didn't realize Oak Hill had had a mayor's election. Because you're talking about Oak Hill right off of Franklin Road, right? Yeah, I know. A lot of people don't realize it's a separate city. It's a tiny little city. It's a really good place to get your political chops because every single meeting is like a Williamson County School Board meeting. That's (laughs) awful. Yeah, I would imagine so. Now, I did know Berry Hill was its own because... I got a speeding ticket, not a speeding ticket. I got a, my tag was expired and I got a ticket in Berry Hill thinking I was getting a Nashville ticket. And then when the tornadoes hit, I didn't go to court, uh, thinking because the courts were canceled because of the tornadoes, but my ticket turned out to be in Berry Hill, which turned out to be a mess for me that I had to straighten out. So, so that's good to know about Oak Hill. Patty, what do you see as three things that Tennesseans can benefit as a result of you uh, being the the congressional representative in the 5th District? Well, one thing one thing I think they can benefit from is the fact that we I, I think I, I hear across the board that people want civility. Um, I I have been somebody who's worked across the aisle. I, I'm very good friends with my my Republican and my Democratic colleagues. I think people are tired of the divisiveness. Um, so we've been able to pass a lot of legislation um, that you know, has been bipartisan. Um, fiscal responsibility has been a big focus of mine. Everybody's worried about the economy right now. And um, I think that um, we need to make sure that we're not spending too much in government. Um, so I, I know that that's something that, that people, you know, want their representative to work on. Um, big government is a big problem. Um, and then, you know, I think people are worried about growth, um, and infrastructure, um, especially in your area, um, tra- transit, traffic, things like that. So, I mean, uh, rather than focus on these ideological and, um, you know, divisive wars, I think it's important just to have somebody who really wants to serve the community. And that's something I did as a mayor and something I did as a senator. And, you know, I'm a mom. So I want to solve problems. <laughs> you, you speak of spending, uh, and then we have something around a million plus people that are classified as poor in this state and elderly needing help and health care. What, what do you think uh, you could do about that? 
Well, we leave a billion dollars on the table every year for no reason. It just makes no sense um, in uh, Medicaid support that actually could just be helping citizens. There's no there's no reason for it. Um, and I know that a lot of our um, elderly people would benefit if we were to adopt that. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that that would be the first step. Thank you. But that's a state thing to be done, right? That's done through the yeah, state. I think, I think the biggest problem, I think, for most people, the Republican, is that, and this happens all the time, when, they, when you get to D.C., it's shirts and skins, right? You're going to have to vote. Right. Whoever Pelosi tells you to vote for, right. you can be a great... I actually like Bredesen. All right, she's shaking like her Marshall head, Ron. I didn't like Marshall Black. <laughs> that's just not true. She's shaking her head. I, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to push, push okay. back on that. 95%, um, 97%. Yes. yes. No? No, but take a look at Joe Manchin. Okay. Well, he just voted for the the big bill there. Yeah. Well, but you know how many times has he not voted? Because there's one person, Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin. Yeah, those I get are it. the only two. Na- name someone in the name someone in the house. But I'm not I'm not going up there to 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 vote with Nancy Pelosi or to work with Nancy Pelosi. I'm going I'm going to represent the people of the fifth you. congressional right. district. Okay. Well, I you, understand what you're saying, but I just know how it works. Yes, you, you can't fight Pelosi, nor can uh, the Republicans fight Mitch McConnell. Yeah, but I'm telling you how I work. Okay. And I, I don't, I don't the do other that. Foreign, foreign I got you. Yeah. So, Heidi, how many times have you been into Murray County? Uh, well, over this election cycle, I mean, in my life, I've been there many times, but over this election cycle, probably about 10 times. Yeah. Okay. We do. Drop by and see us when you do. All right. Who else? I'd got? love to. Looks yeah. like you've been to every Democratic Party meeting in Murray County. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I ate at a really great restaurant down there with my kids uh, just just a week ago that was right next to a cigar bar, a, an Italian restaurant. Oh, Mamma Mia's. No, Burino's, I think. Oh, Burino's, okay. Yeah, both are fantastic. There you go. That's good. Two Italian restaurants now? Oh, they're fantastic, Ron. You've got to come. I mean, it's become a little foodie town, a craftsman yeah, foodie town. Yeah, I love town. downtown Columbia. There was a great band playing next door, too. Um, I used to be in a band, so well, I, Colum- I had a lot of fun. Columbia is the place to live and work. It is a fantastic community and the best community for small business owners. It's amazing. So, um, so Heidi, tell me, where do you get your news? Where, where do you turn to listen to, to get, absorb your news? What's your, what do you read? What do you, what do you lift first? To see where As a state senator, I spend a lot of time, you know, paying attention to the news that that is literally coming across my desk in terms of, you know, what bills are about or, you know, what certain organizations want. In terms of looking at the overall news, I have a lot of sources. Um, you know, I listen, I listen to um, and, and watch various different networks. Um, you know, the um, the New York Times is definitely one. The Wall Street Journal, um, The Economist. Um, I have all kinds of news sources. Um, I, I, I got my MBA at Vanderbilt, and um, so some of the news sources that we used when I was there kind of stuck with me. Vanderbilt, you're a fellow alumni of Delk. <laughs> and, and, and Ron's over there perpetrating wearing your jersey there, uh, wearing, wearing your T-shirt. There you go. All right, folks. Now, Kids uh, went there. Yeah, Uh all right, Clayton, what what do you got for Senator Campbell? Well, um, Senator Campbell, uh, obviously, uh, I, I noticed in one of your ads yesterday, or it was, I think it was something that I saw online that showed that um, Andy uh, Andy Ogles was the, the 
Trump's most liked candidate or something in Tennessee. And I would argue that because Trump's most liked candidate is one of the ones he helped get off the ballot before the actual Republican nomination. Well, but, but in all seriousness, what would you say would be the difference between yourself and Mr. Ogles? Obviously, you know, uh, being a Democrat, being a Republican, we know what the national, you know, you know, party lines are as far as where you stand, you know, on certain issues. But what what would you say the big difference between the two of you are? You know, you know just is- like everything else, I'd say follow the money. Andy Ogles is funded by Prosperity for Americans. He's funded by the Koch brothers. And so he will go to Washington if he's elected to represent the Koch brothers. That's who pays the bills for him. And if you look at um, my campaign, it's been funded by small dollar donors and um, and some larger dollar donors, but all all almost all citizens. You know, I'm not funded by any big PACs or um, corporate interests. And um, I think that's really important because I think the people of this new district need to have somebody represent them who um, is there for the right reasons to actually be a, a, a servant. Would you be willing to debate him? Sure. Absolutely. You probably won't do it, right? Is he leading the polls? I assume it's a solid Republican district. It's yeah. it's an it's new. Yeah, yeah. Ron, you, you might not have been on that. But I was sort of astounded, you know, when Brandy Cothran, of course, our director of the Murray County Election Office, is here, and low uh, turnout. And the well, we had a low turnout, but uh, we had approximately twenty nine hundred people vote in the Democratic primary versus what was it fifteen thirteen plus thirteen eight something 13, like that one, yeah mm-hmm. thirteen thousand in the Republican primary thirteen thousand versus three basically mm-hmm. yeah I mean it, yeah, so let me just tell you that the Davidson County uh, vote for Andy Ogles in the Republican primary was about twenty one percent. And I have a lot of Republicans who know me, um, who have been supporting uh, Beth Harwell coming over to my side because um, they feel like Andy Ogles is too extreme. So um, I'm not And 45 percent of the vote share for this race is in Davidson County. And with Senator Campbell, that stands to reason. Uh, That certainly stands to reason. Uh, The. and I guess my question would be, you know, as a congressman for the 5th District, what do you see as the legislative priorities that, that you would carry if you are elected and go to Washington and as our congressperson? You know, we want to make sure that some of the money that's being um, sent out is getting to the 5th District. We want to make sure that we're um, supporting our infrastructure, our schools, and um, our programs um, all across the 5th District. I served on the Greater Nashville Regional Council when I was a mayor, and so I know this region well. I know the mayors of, of these areas well, and I know that people are concerned about growth, affordability, child care issues like that um you know people have to be able to take care of their families so that they can work and so we want to support workers and we also want to support you know families who need to be able to afford to buy houses and um and you know and keep our infrastructure um up to date because we i don't know about you guys but i see a lot of potholes on the roads and um, a lot of infrastructure work that needs to be done there you go. I got a question coming in. That this this is sort of a you may not understand where this question is coming from, but th- this has a, been a, a big local issue. Uh, and the, the the listener says, as the mayor of um, 
uh, Oak Hill, did you attend city council meetings? I never missed one single meeting. There you go. Not one single meeting. So how often were they held, Heidi? Tell us the schedule of the city council. Oh, no, we had, well, I was also on the planning commission, okay. um, and I never missed any of those meetings either. And they were held once a month um, um, for each meeting. So uh, yeah. different days of the week. But, hey, yes. All politics is local. That is a very local hot-button issue. Uh, right. So there but we go. But I, I think it's very important to show up for meetings and um, to vote. Um, that's what you're elected to do. You're elected to vote. And so um, in the Senate, I have also never missed a meeting. Um, there might have been a couple of votes that I passed on, but um, that's the job. And if you're going to run for an office, you need to show up. There you go. All right, Ms. Ms. Campbell, where, where do you stand with fossil fuels? Do, do you support energy independence uh, with offshore drilling and pipelines? So we have a wonderful um, new transition happening here in Tennessee. We uh, Tennessee Valley Authority has a new solar program that they're transitioning to, and we also have, you know, of course, the Ford plant coming here, and um, and then some some green energy um, initiatives across the state. Um, so I think that um, the transition to clean and renewable energy um, is is very strong in our state, um, and as much as we can continue to incentivize that. I think that helps everyone. It creates jobs. Um, we're going to have um, thousands of jobs created by the Ford plant. Um, as a matter of fact, a whole new city. So um, so I think that it's important for us to continue to support those kinds of initiatives. Yeah, we have a new battery plant that's being built in Spring Hill also. Yeah, I think that's great. That thing's huge. I saw that. That's huge. It, it, it is It's the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> All right, folks, we're uh, we're up for our last break here, and let's come back and talk to Senator Heidi Campbell, now Democratic candidate for U.S. Congress in November. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. 
For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the TSSAA, are the 109,000 high school sports students in Tennessee. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Celebrate Back to school season with Hiller. This month only, get free backyard upgrades when you replace essential home systems like a free Traeger grill with a new whole home generator or a free Yeti cooler with a new tankless water heater. And Hiller's keeping you cool for back to school with zero interest financing for up to 12 months on select new HVAC systems. Visit happyhiller.com, happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch a bandit run. Okay, we are back. Three dudes with a view. This is our last segment of the week. We'll Tomorrow morning inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross, this time, this station, and we will be back with you Monday. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. Regular special guest dude and favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And uh, also sitting in with us this morning is Brandy Cothran, who's director of the Burry County Election Office. How you doing, Brandy? Good morning. There we go. All right, folks. Um, now, Mr. York, you're the Democrat here. Um, yeah, I, I got another question. Yeah, I know you fixed go. to ask me what I've got to say. <laughs> uh, Senator Campbell, I would a- ask you, would you consider voting to defund the police or defund the FBI? No. I, 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 that's ridiculous. Um, you know, the whole defund the police thing was um, a, just a horrible idea. I, I don't know who came up with that. 
idea, but um, it's ridiculous. Um, we need to support our police. Um, and um, no, I also don't think we should defund the FBI. Look, I mean, you know, people are um, benefiting and profiting off of the divisiveness, that the rhetoric that's coming out of um, of the media. And the fact of the matter is that we need to remember what government's really about. It's about, um, you know, solving problems. It's a contract that we agree with each other that we're going to have certain problems handled by um, our tax dollars being contributed to solving problems. And um, I think I think we need to tone down the rhetoric and um, people are looking for an adult in the room to find common sense solutions and put freedom for our families first. And that's the campaign motto. That's our campaign motto is it's about freedom for our families. I come from um, the same space that my grandparents, Republican Party, they were Reagan Republicans come from, which is, you know, uh, fiscal responsibility, civility, hard work and stay the hell out of my bedroom. And and that's that that's where a lot of people in the middle are. And, and they're tired of all of the divisive rhetoric on either side. We need to solve problems and, and work with each other. Yeah. Uh, Senator Campbell, Ron Hart is you may not know, Ron, he grew up here in Columbia and is still uh, loves his hometown. But among the many, many things Ron does, uh, he has a. A column which runs in about 60 platforms around the world uh the daily caller and the local paper here and and uh other some newspapers around the country and that kind of thing but uh ron one of the funniest thing you say this week to me uh is not since the battle of bull run have virginians been so well advised to stay on their side of the river <laughs> <laughs> yes thank god thank god I, 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 uh yeah. The, the broader context is the ability of Merrick Garland and whomever in Washington, D.C. to convict any Republican they want to. A city that voted 95% for Hillary, it's not representative of the country. So that's that's the power they have with the deep state is they go before Washington, D.C. on Obama-appointed judges and the cesspool of left-wing stuff, and they can indict anybody they want. And, uh, you know, Virginia's purple, so it, it comes and goes. Arlington, is, since it's so close to D.C., is... Um, you know, he's a Democrat, but uh, you know, I went to school a little bit at Georgetown, and, and I, I know it up there. And it's just, it's just, uh, you know, they like government, right? So and the bureaucrats the never change. And, and to go before a grand jury there, I mean, it's just they, the country really needs to rethink that. It'd be like the Democrats going before a grand jury, and then you know, in Utah, every, for every indictment, it's just not fair. For, that wouldn't be fair for them either. So, right. Right. Well, uh, Trump started to try we, to get. We are in a, in a. We are in. I think the most. We, we're as divided in this country as we were uh, at the time of Bull Run. Uh, and Senator Campbell, it, it strikes me that you're trying to speak to that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to speak to. I think that that divisiveness doesn't serve anybody. So I think it's important for us to focus on um, the issues that, that we are elected to focus on, which is actually solving problems and taking care of the people that we represent. Heidi, is- I'm libertarian. I kind of agree with you on the, the abortion thing, uh, pushing no. the states. Probably, you know, I don't. I can see kind of why they did that, but I'm for choice. The uh, the other thing is uh, this raid on Mar-a-Lago. What do you think about that? Because you know, the state, I think DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, may cite the FBI, had the Game and Wildlife Commission, Fish Commission, cite the FBI for fishing without a license down there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think the media spin on that is um, all we have. 
So I, I don't think we know exactly what's going on there. I don't have an opinion on it because I don't know why they're doing it, nor do you. None of us do. And so. I'll tell you something. Um, folks, idea. Uh, the, Senator Cameron, you might not know, I'm a former uh, assistant U.S. attorney, DOJ lawyer, worked there in Nashville for 25 years. Uh, attached to all of these warrant applications is an affidavit. There is going to be a hearing in front of the magistrate as to whether or not the affidavit should be made public, and that's going to occur this afternoon. But there's something very curious going on there, and it, uh, the uh, some media organizations have filed a petition with the magistrate to uh, make the affidavit public. The Department of Justice has responded in writing for the magistrate saying they don't want it made public. Trump has publicly said he would like for it to be made public, but insofar as I can tell from the news reports, Trump nor his lawyers have filed anything in court. Asking, why do you think that? that why, why doesn't he not want it public, or, or is, he, is he just let let it play out in the media the way it's doing now? I don't know, Ron. I have I've, I can't. Doesn't he have a copy of it, Dale? He will get a copy at some point. Now he's not yet been indicted or charged, and so usually it occurs after that point. He may never be indicted or charged, uh, but yes, he will be entitled. It's if he is tri- charged, he will be entitled to get a copy. Uh, so he can examine it. His lawyers can examine it in his defense. Uh, a personal theory, Delk, is they raided Melania's closet because the Jagger Hoover, um, you know, uh, exhibit there? up there. They need some dresses for that. There you One go. thing I'd like to point out is that, you know, uh, I think Ron made a really good point. I mean, while our rights are being taken away, and Ron just said that he doesn't like the idea of our rights being taken away, and there are more rights um, on the table as a libertarian, I know that that's something that you're probably opposed to we're paying attention to this story and this that that is serving the purpose of you know um people who who benefit from having us be divided and talking about you know whatever the media du jour thing is and so i think that um i think it's important for us to to pay attention to how we are being uh, manipulated by what's going on in the daily news cycle um you know the information on that will come out but um, but we have, you know, we have problems in the 5th Congressional District that we should be focused on and solving right now. I'm not sure what the constant 24-hour news cycle is doing for us there. Ms. Campbell, I, I have a question. If you get elected to Congress uh, in, in things that, that kind of are outside of our reach but also affect our communities, uh, you look at fentanyl and, uh, you know, just these really sad incidents that we keep hearing about and seeing – what is your policy or your thoughts on the border? If you look at what's happened this year politically, you've had Republicans winning districts on the border in Texas that have been Democrat for over 130, 40 years. What, what are your thoughts on what we can do to slow this down at the border? We need strong borders. We need strong borders and we need good immigration policy that, that lets us have a guest worker program that is, you know, safe and effective. Cause, you know, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of our farmers and, um, and, um, companies rely upon that. Um, so, you know, I mean, that, that is definitely something that needs reform. And, um, I think that that should not be a partisan issue. It wasn't in the 90s, that's for sure. Every every Democrat stood up and said we need just 
strong borders, legal immigration only, you know. Uh, but we have a – everything that happens in this community right now, to me, from the border directly affects us. The, the t- tension on our infrastructure, especially schools, of having to absorb these vast numbers of people coming in. The fentanyl is hitting us. That is, to me, a directed – um, weapon from China. They've put up a fentanyl plant right over the border, and they're uh, in Mexico, and they're sending that stuff in with the cartels. Um, that directly affects every community, and for us to even allow this to happen is criminal. And there's only a couple of news sources that are covering the amount that is coming across the border. That is criminal to me that they're not reporting it. So Heidi, I'm happy to hear that you say that. Um, let me. I would. I'd like to ask you this question because this is something that I can't get a number on. You said 45% of the vote for the 5th District is in Davidson County. Can you give us the breakdown percentage-wise of where the other counties lie? How much percentage is Williamson County in this district? So Williamson County is divided in half, but right. it's about 28%. Okay. Um, don't hold me to these numbers. Okay, I so think, 45 I think and really, 28, okay. I think it's more like 42, 28, and okay. then we get into the high teens and Murray and Wilson, and then Marshall and Lewis are um, very negligible, I mean, in terms of percentage of votes. Certainly yeah. not negligible in terms of people, but the, not as many yeah. um, voters there. And so you're saying the high teens for Murray that County. district did for Trump in uh, the last election versus Biden? Has there been a number they put out that went on the president? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, well, Phil Bredesen won this district in 2018, uh, as it's drawn. Um, and um, it is a Trump district. It's a plus 12 district. Um, but, plus 12 for Trump. Okay. Yes. but um, even last but, Even last election? Uh, yes, but it's candidate elastic because, you know, as I said, Biden won it. You know, you have to keep in mind. I mean, Biden won it? Biden. I'm, I'm in uh, Bredesen. Bredesen. Okay. You mean for his Senate race. Bredesen won it for his yeah, Senate race. right, as it's drawn. That's kind of confusing because this district didn't ex- exist yeah, then. It didn't so exist back precinct then. Precinct by precinct. Right. Uh, Okay. So yeah. four, wow, four, I did not realize that. Okay, that, so that, four, that astounds me. So forty-two for the Davidson district, twenty-eight or so for Williamson County, high teens for Murray, and then under ten each for Marshall and Lewis. Yes, ma'am. So that yep. gives us where that is. Okay, but, but <laughs> if you take the district as it exists today, of course it didn't exist back then. Uh, Bredesen versus uh, Bill Haggerty. Uh, Bredesen got more votes than Bill Haggerty in the within the present boundaries of the new fifth district. Is that that's what you're telling us? Uh, yeah. Um, although that was a, a Marsha Blackburn. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask another question. Shoot, Mr. York. Campbell. Oh, go, go, man, go. You know, recent in, in the recent years, Citizens United has provided an ample supply of financing. Do you support Citizens United in financing elections, or should it be the grassroots people in the electorate uh, to support candidates? That's such a huge problem. We have way too much money in politics. It's ridiculous that people have to raise as much money as they do to run for office. Um, you know, uh, Citizens United was a decision that profoundly changed the, the, the trajectory of our elections um, in a very bad way. 
Um, now we have, um, and, and that has just been exacerbated by just subsequent decisions that have um, enabled more money to go into politics. Um, as I said, you know, um, my opponent is funded by Prosperity for Americans, the Koch brothers, and he's, he, if he's elected, he will go to Washington to represent the Koch brothers and represent those corporations. And that is a problem. We need to elect people who who are from our districts, care about the people in our districts. I'm a soccer mom in Williamson County. Um, you know, I I am doing this because I'm worried about the future for for my kids, your kids, and I think that we need to elect people who um, who understand you know what what the values and issues are for the people it's who unfortunately in time for you to run out I me mean, like you and everything it's, uh, obviously it's going to be a good Republican it should be a good Republican run right now the way Biden's doing things gas prices up etc a lot can change in a few months but it's, it's well, a tough well gas prices have down. gone down run down run yeah, yeah oh are y'all taking credit for them yeah. going down but not up I don't get go, that you're go, all about going down but not up they're down to four whatever they are uh, yeah it's but, a 370 right now after the election we will see yeah, we'll see. And but Senator Campbell, you mentioned uh, you know you're, you're a soccer mom and you had your children down here and, and having Italian food in downtown Columbia in the Arts District in the last week or so. If you don't mind sharing, how many children do you have? And what are their ages? Yeah, my my kids are um, um, 15 and 17. Oh wow! And, uh, so where, do, where do they go to school, Heidi? Uh, so my son is at University School here in Nashville, which, which is, a is a Peabody Demonstration School. And um, my daughter is um, at a school in Connecticut. She she wanted to um, um, she watched the Gilmore Girls and really wanted to wanted to try um, going to a boarding school. And so she loves it. She's she's um, doing an awesome job. I'm really proud of her. There we go. All right, Senator Campbell. It's uh, a wild election. We have enjoyed having you. Uh, we will welcome you back uh, anytime uh, from now till and after the election as well. Um, but uh, we enjoyed having you and uh, come back. Come by and see us in person sometime. We'd love to see you. And thank you, Brandy. Good and happy birthday again. Thank happy you. birthday, Delk. <laughs> Good luck, you. Senator birthday Campbell, Delk. and thanks for the civility. You don't like any lighting candles in that studio. That's a wood building. It could light up. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you're here, Delk, for a whole other year. All right. Thank you, folks. Uh, thank you, daughter Barry, for that amazing. Uh, happy birthday. All right, we're out of here. Uh, we will see you Monday tomorrow morning inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross this time, this channel. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hey, hey, hey.